brought to you by CGTN Europe. Hi, it's Shinny here. Welcome to the Razor Podcast. Today we'll be looking at women in science, technology, engineering and mathematics, or STEM for short. And while Emma won't be with us today, we do have something very special for you. Not too long ago, we interviewed two young women making massive strides in the STEM arena. Michelle Hicks and Inga Sarah Anderson both work in traditionally male-dominated areas, and we wanted to get a take on their experiences in their fields. We interviewed them on International Women's Day earlier this year and thought we'd like to share that discussion with you here on the podcast. Just a note, at the time of recording, Michelle was a project manager at Merlin Entertainment, which is the job title she gives in the interview. Since then, she's moved on to being a managing director at Firefly Creations. Enjoy. I'm joined today by two very special women in STEM, STEM being science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, to explain why their areas of expertise are important in shaping our future and why having such a strong representation of women in these areas will be crucial to all of our lives. We're also going to chat about what it's like being women in typically male-dominated fields. And with that, let me introduce my amazing guests. First of all, I've got Michelle Hicks, who is project manager of Merlin Entertainments, and Inga Sarah Anderson, assistant project engineer at Network Rail. Hi, ladies. Hiya. So, Michelle, first of all, with you, what engineering are you in, and why are you so passionate about women being in this field? So I'm a civil engineer by background um, and what I do in my role as project manager is effectively coordinate all those different elements that go into building a new ride at one of our theme parks for Merlin Entertainments. So I work across different engineering disciplines and bring all of that together to make new experiences. That sounds so fun. It is. It's an incredible (laughs) way to use engineering for a Um, great career. And why is it so important that women are in your field? Well, women and people from all different backgrounds bring together different skill sets. And what we do as engineers is we're problem solvers. We make things happen that have never been done before and whatever part of engineering that is. So we really need all those people to come together to bring those skill sets to come up with the best solutions. So true. And Inga, what's your day job? So I'm an assistant project engineer at Network Rail. My railway discipline is signalling. Um, so what does that mean? It means that I work within insurance, which is essentially keeping the railway safe. Right, and why is it so important to you for women to be in what you do? It's really important for me because representation, um, well, representation matters. You're likely to get different points of views. And ultimately, we've got a shortage within engineering at the moment. So getting more women interested means that we're likely to narrow that gap. And the government and schools and institutions have been doing so much to promote women in STEM. Why have the numbers not really been changing? Inga? Well, I think a lot of it is to do with the message that children get at home. Um, so, in my opinion, well, when you look at the messages that you get to young girls, it's mostly um, Barbies and things like that, and certain professions are seen as being more female-oriented. And there's nothing wrong with liking those things. I had Barbies, but I also had Lego. Yeah. So I think it's getting to the, to the parents, actually, and letting the parents tell the kids that they can do what they want to do. Mm. Michelle, would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. I think parents do have a massive role to play. As much as teachers can be promoting careers in STEM, then we really need them on board as well. Yeah, I mean, what's it been like for you both personally being in something that is so male-dominated? Yeah, um, for me, actually, I have never felt that I am being treated any differently because I'm a woman in engineering. I think, actually, the industry is changing. There are more women coming through the profession, people like myself, like Inga. Um, I think also, as well, my biggest piece 
piece of advice to young people going into engineering would be actually have the confidence in yourself. You're doing this career because you enjoy it, because you're good at it. Mm. So actually, if anyone does give you that attitude, forget about it. It doesn't matter. You're good at your job and that's all that really matters at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, we've all studied engineering and we are good at engineering, but it took a while to get there, certainly for me. Mm. Um, often what happens is that girls drop out around about the high school age. Yeah. Um, how do we prevent that? I think role modelling is a huge thing. Um, so w what I mean by that, not just having role models that, well, a few role models, we need role models of very different kinds. So we need role models that are hyper-feminine. We need role models who don't subscribe to gender norms, whatever they may be. We need to show that engineering is for absolutely everybody. Mm. What would be your advice to young girls who are thinking about STEM careers and are kind of on the fence with it? I think I would say look at what you're passionate about, follow that interest and do some research and see what other kinds of engineers are out there. And um, there's a great campaign that's done by the Royal Academy of Engineering It's called This Is Engineering. And if you search that online, you'll find all different kinds of engineers showing what they do and just see the breadth of that. Um, and also that engineering is changing. So there's robotics, there's artificial intelligence. There's so much out there to look at. So I definitely advise that they go and take a look to see what they can do. Yeah, it seems to me that one of the major issues with engineering is not just encouraging women into engineering, it's in encouraging people yes. into engineering yeah. because often people don't know what engineers do. I mean, what's your day job like? My day job is incredibly varied and that's one of the things I really love about it. So I might have a meeting with a client to figure out what their requirements are. Um, I might have to look over some designs to check that they fit into what I'm looking for. Um, I have to liaise with different sorts of people. I get to do wonderful things like this with you. It's just it's absolutely fascinating. I mean, within Network Rail, at least, you can do as much or as little as you want to in terms of how much variety there is. And I think that's fantastic. There's something for everyone's skill set. Do you think things have got better or do you think you're in a generation where you've never really felt that there's been an issue of women being in STEM? I think for me personally, I never saw it as an issue, but that may be because I came from a family where my dad was an engineer and I was always encouraged to do that. So I think in a way I was lucky that I had that parent influencing that. Mm -hmm. I think if you don't and you're getting more of the, the stereotypical views, then it can be a problem. But I definitely see it changing and there's definitely more women going into engineering. So I think the key thing is that we keep the pace. We keep kind of pushing this message through to make sure that we have that, that pipeline of female engineers and also other people coming from different backgrounds who, who may not have otherwise studied engineering. Yeah, I mean, this is our opportunity to change the face of engineering yeah. in terms of what people think that engineering is. So what would be your definition of engineering? Engineering is coming up with solutions to problems that have never existed before and really thinking outside of the box to do that. And it comes into that, that point you said about creativity. Engineering is so creative and I don't think that is pushed across enough. So use your skill sets to make a difference to the world. That's mm. what engineering is. Yeah, and then also in terms of, I mean, that doesn't sound very male. Uh, I mean, it, it just, why do we have this perception that women can't be in this field? I'm not really sure. Again, I think a lot of it comes down to how um, society is structured and parents, how parents raise their children. So I suppose if you come from a generation where you haven't traditionally seen women in those roles, mm. it's a lot harder to imagine. I mean, I remember not from home, but seeing other school children tell me I couldn't do maths because I was a girl, which yeah. is, you know, you think was quite shocking. But actually then going home, being really good at physics and having a very strong mother figure um, who would actually say that's not the case. So it's, it's having all of that support around you. Um, and if you haven't got that, it's really hard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
often we're told that we're very emotional, that we have certain mm. characteristics as women. Yeah. But I feel like those are skills that should be brought to the engineering table. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's I, I, want, I mean, so one thing with International Women's Day and being more equal is also allowing men to be a little bit softer. So women mm. typically are thought of as being more emotional, thinking about things in a slightly different way. Um, and equally, I know lots of men who are just like that, but aren't given the opportunity to behave in such a way. And if we encourage women's um, attributes, then actually we'll allow men to be softer, we'll allow men to bring that to the table, and we'll get yeah. a better split of personalities within the boardroom. Well, I also think that kind of what you were saying about women being emotional, I think you're right. Mm. It's not just women. Men can be emotional yeah. as well. And I think emotions and passions are linked. If you're emotional about your job, it's mean, it means you're connected. It means you're passionate. So why aren't we encouraging that? Why aren't we letting people, regardless of gender, exactly. do what they need to do and really throw themselves at their job? And it's something that I think we need to, to move away from completely. Emotions are bad. No, emotions are good. It's yeah. what makes things happen. You know, there's always that example of crash test dummies being designed around men yeah. and as a result. Injuries suffered by women as a result of not having the right crash test dummies are higher mm -hmm. in females. And so we really are not just bringing these typically mm -hmm. female characteristics to the table, but we're bringing a diversity of perception, yeah. which I think is... Yeah. Do you feel that in your day job when, when you're at the drawing board? Oh, definitely. Um, so uh, there will definitely be times where I've come up with ideas in a meeting and no one else has looked at it from that point of view. Um, if it's something as simple as designing a subway and me pointing out, maybe we should have lighting because I wouldn't walk there on my own at night and everyone else realising, oh, actually, that's a really good point. Yeah. Thank you for thinking about another sector of our customers. Yeah. Um, but in general, it's just having industry actually thinking about that and allowing women to share their ideas a bit more. Mm. So it then might boil down to confidence because mm. you two seem very self-assured, but that's something that maybe girls might struggle with is mm. kind of feeling like they've got the self-belief to express their opinions. Yeah. What advice would you give for girls that feel it's uncomfortable. Yeah, I think it again comes down to that being confident in your abilities, but I appreciate you have to get to that stage. So who can you look up to? Who can, you, who can give you that advice? And I don't think it necessarily needs to be female mentors. I think it can be male mentors as well, because ultimately we're doing the same job. But is there someone that can help you, maybe if you're having a challenge, not sure where to go next, that, that can just guide you in the right direction until you're at that point where you think, this is the career for me, I'm going to fully go for it. Yeah, and not just um, building on from that, not just being confident, but actually it's a case of fake it till you make it. Your opinions are still just as valid, even if you don't 100% believe in what you're doing at that time and you don't feel as confident as the person you're sat next to. It doesn't mean that anything you've got to say is any less valid, so it's nurturing those personalities that are a little bit softer. Yeah. Building from that, don't be scared to make mistakes as well. Of course. Oh, brilliant If you point, voice yeah. your opinion and, and it's not right, at least you've made the point and you learn from it. Mm -hmm. Everyone makes mistakes and we all build from that. So I think a, a big point is don't be scared to say what you're thinking. Absolutely. Yeah. And also, I must say that if there's one thing that engineering taught me is that failure is okay. It's actually a yeah. really good thing. How much have we learned from failure. Of course, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. One of the things that I come up against all the time is um, the idea that we're always trying to promote women in STEM. Mm -hmm. um, and actually, I feel like we've got to a point in society and time where it's kind of very old-fashioned to be thinking about men and women mm -hmm. as two separate things. Yeah. What do you think the issues are in terms of gender in STEM today? 
I think I think you make a very good point, and I actually think the view of having men and women in STEM and trying to encourage specifically women can alienate quite a big proportion mm. of our, our workforce. So we need to be really careful about how we do that and make sure we're saying, actually, this is one unified team, so let's all work together on this. Um, And men and women, it doesn't doesn't really matter at the end of the day. Everyone has something they can bring to the table. So why aren't we focusing on, we need more people in engineering? If you are passionate, if you're interested, let's come and work together in engineering. Yeah, Yeah. and and that comes back to my early point as well, in terms of encouraging diversity and personality attributes. Mm. It's not Mm. just looking at let's get more women into our businesses, but it's looking at can we get people who aren't more, um, maybe typically more aggressive, a bit more um, pushy and a bit more confident when it comes to things like engineering and their opinions, uh, and looking at people who are softer spoken, looking at people who are more mediators within the workplace, because I think we miss out on that. Uh, And we often promote women, but actually it's looking at what can we do for men as well? Childcare, that's one thing. We're making the assumption that it's only women that are affected. But I know Mm -hmm. lots of men, senior men within my company, who love spending time with their children, uh, and our policies have allowed them to do that. Well, equally, they wouldn't get that elsewhere. So it's having that balance and actually men want to do those things as well. So what can we do to make the family enriched? Let's not push them out as well, because we need both skills. Those things are important to everyone. So the question is, how can we encourage younger girls to be more exposed and more interested in STEM earlier on? So I think it comes down to parents. It's making sure that, uh, so there's some studies that show that it's actually the mother's opinion that makes the most difference difference to young girls over the father in the home. Um, And I've had personal experience of this, um, talking at careers fairs, having young girls wanting to join my company and then seeing the mother in the background go, that's not really for you, and their faces just drop. So if you've got that kind of influence... Um, It's no surprise at all. It's letting the mothers know just how advantageous a career in engineering or in STEM can be. So what advice would you give to young girls considering or even possibly trying to figure out whether a career in STEM is for them? Mm. I think it's networking. Now, even though that might sound a bit daunting for a very young person, all of the institutions we mentioned earlier, so people like the IET, will often run events, um, local events, and it's going along and talking to engineers about what they do so you can get a bit of context there um, because I don't know about you guys but I had no idea what engineering was until I got into the field um, and it's essentially being an inventor I mean there is no cooler job <laughs> to think about there and yeah and getting to solve those problems so it's networking so you can actually get that one-on-one information and not just have to try to guess and make your own way through because if your parents don't work in the field how will you know what it's like you need to talk to someone yeah I think also, as I was saying about the This Is Engineering website, there are so many case studies on there. If, if perhaps you're too young to go out and, and speak to people if mm. we're at the earliest stage. Or going on that. with parents as well yeah. for those events, yeah. And then it's a it's good, good reason, you know, look on YouTube, Google people, you'll find so many examples. So just think, is that something you want to do? And if it is, go for it. And have the courage to reach out to people as well. So oh, if definitely. you are seeing people that are working in your field, having a life that you want to have... Mm try and send them an email. There's always ways of contacting them through social media platforms and just Mm. have that courage because I think showing that initiative Mm. is also character building for the individual as well. It it will really do well, I think, and give you those opportunities. Maybe go and get work experience, go and shadow that person. But if, if you're interested in, say, structural engineering, put structural engineering on Twitter and you'll find loads of examples yeah. of people that will reach out to you, oh, absolutely. absolutely. Or even on LinkedIn, I've had so many young people actually contact me who are in college or, or that sort of stage saying, hi, I've noticed you work for this company or work in this area. Can I ask you a few questions? And it's my absolute pleasure. Yeah, of course. Uh, and, and it's just so nice having actually one person come back to me and say, I now work in this field because mm. you took time out two years ago to talk to me. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's making those connections. Like most, we're all human beings. Like even the top CEO of the best company is a human being who goes home to their you know their family every day so there's no reason why they wouldn't talk to you yeah 
Do you know what areas of STEM are the most underrepresented in STEM and would you know why? Well, um, we keep coming back to engineering because that's what we're, yeah. <laughs> what we're yeah. okay with. But engineering is uh, hugely underrepresented. Um, it's twelve percent, isn't it? Oh, in yeah, my it's, day, it's, it's, it's something 12%. like. It, oh, yeah, it's I was going to say it might even be less. Um, so I yeah. know at university levels, it tends to be something around twenty percent, and then it drops down as soon as you go into the world works. So you're thinking almost half of those people have disappeared. And at this point, I just want to point out mm. that. All those figures are based on women in STEM. It's not even counting ethnic minority. Oh, no, no. Of women in yeah. STEM. Yeah. Which, which is even means lower. you're a minority within a minority oh, of people yeah. <laughs> into that category. Is. The numbers are shocking, really. It is. And, and that, again, comes down to the how we meant to come up with these solutions when we don't have those mm. people within it. It is a real shame. And it's why so people like ourselves will come out and, and have these conversations mm. because we are passionate about letting everyone know the opportunities because they're missing out on so much yeah. by, by feeling that there's a barrier, but it's not. It's an invisible barrier and everyone is welcome to come into engineering. And I think part of that is actually getting companies to have people who look like us um, in their senior leadership or at the very least for you know, someone as junior as myself listening to what we've got to say mm. because you can't hope to change things and change your recruitment if you haven't got someone who looks like the person you're trying to mm. recruit giving yeah. you advice. Like I could try to imagine what um, a man wants out of a company but I am not a man. He, mm. There might be some slightly different things. I don't know, perhaps not. Um, so you need someone who is from those diverse groups to help make those decisions. Otherwise, things are never going to change. You're just going to do the same thing over yeah. and over again. We need to be careful about stereotyping again, though, in just the way we're presenting that, because I don't want to say, what does a man want? Because yeah. every man is unique, the same course, as every yes. woman is unique. So yeah. let's not try and say we're trying to focus one group. We're just trying to reach people mm. with those skill sets. I think we have to be really careful about how we're presenting ourselves mm. to not sort of make the problem worse and, and mm. cause further division. Yeah, I mean, we're literally trying to diversify, yes. not for our own kind of gain, but just mm. to uh, widen perspectives within mm. engineering. And so it's really important for us to be there. But as a result of being in a minority, either mm. as a woman or ethnic diversity, um, do you feel the pressure of having to be that mascot in engineering? I think that's a very interesting mm. question, actually. It's, I don't know about you, it's something I've, I've never really felt any pressure at all. I felt it's something that I'm helping with and I want to help with because I want others to see sort of the range of opportunities. Yeah. I mean, for me, studying civil engineering opened up that chance, my, my dream job, to go and build roller coasters, mm -hmm. which is what I love doing. I, mean, I spend my holidays visiting and going on roller coasters as research. Um, really, it's just good fun. <laughs> so, <laughs> absolutely. So it, it's showing that actually you can do whatever you want to do. And I think that's so great with engineering. Mm. Yeah. I'd say yes. Um, for me, I definitely have felt that pressure. Um, perhaps that's more coming from myself than from anybody else. But I remember growing up, I saw very few women of colour who were represented in STEM fields. Uh, and so I would like to be that role model for that young girl out there who hasn't necessarily... I could be the role model for the young boy or for anybody else of any gender. That's, you know, that's absolutely fine. Mm. Um, but I would like to at least know that there isn't someone who sat out there who thinks there's nobody that looks like me who's yeah, working within the yeah. field. Yeah. I want everyone to be represented. I want everyone yeah. to have that, you know, no matter their colour, creed, race, gender. Yeah, absolutely. And that brings us to the end of another edition of the Razor podcast. Remember to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to see the video from my conversation with Michelle and Inga, there's a link in the show notes. So do try and check it out if you get a chance. Until next time, goodbye. Thank you.